It seems like it happens every day. It doesn't, but it does happen every time there's an award show or a banquet or some type of honor. Someone always gets up and says something that just drives me bananas. And what is it that they say that just makes me go nuts? Well, it's simply this. First, I'd like to thank my Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. Yeah, you wouldn't think it drives me nuts, but it does. And that's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer, Garth Heckman, David Alliance. Hey, it's been a rough week and a half. I've, I have been, again, it seems like off and on, off the air, more than on the air. I apologize. But, hey, you get your humerus cut off at the top and a new titanium ball joint implanted and your clavicle cleaned out and 12 bone spurs and a growth on your humerus removed. Yeah, anyway, shoulder surgery, fine, good, we're moving forward. Hey, March 26th is the start, Tuesday nights, of our How to Be a Man series for men only at Hillspring Church in New Prague. Grub at 645. The meeting starts at 715. It will be every Tuesday night throughout the summer, and I honestly believe it's probably going to go for much longer than that. I really want to target those 35 and under boys who don't know how to be men or men who are still boys, or as Mark Driscoll says, boys who shave. But I know a lot of older men want to come as well. You're welcome because we want to also start a mentor program through that. So make sure you put that on the calendar every Tuesday night, Hillspring Church, starting March 26th, grub at 645, meeting at 715. So if you want to reach out to me, you can, tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. Let's jump into it. ESPN, the Grammys, just recently the NFL Honors, and now even after the Super Bowl victory, there are people who always say, oh, first, I want to thank my Lord Jesus Christ and Savior, or I want to thank my Father God, who without the, without Him, nothing would be possible. And and I, I get it. I really do. And there are a few people that I, I do honestly believe when they say that. And I even believe the people who say that believe what they're saying. But it strikes me as odd, because you know what I want to, you know what I want to ask myself, what I wish I knew? The guy who stands up and receives the award, I'd like to thank my, my Lord Jesus Christ and Savior uh, for this who would not be possible. I'd like to thank uh, my Father God in heaven. But And then they, you know, they've already panned to show his girlfriend with her boobies hanging out, dressed like a stripper. I want to go, really? Huh. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a hard sell, bro. I'm not going to lie. Are you sleeping with your girlfriend? If you are, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Nobody wants to hear you honor God, Lord Jesus Christ, Father, Savior. Well, it's just not. Ugh. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Jesus gives a profound warning about the danger of being deceived. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy? To prophesy in your name and in your name, cast out demons and in your name, perform many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This verse is a slap in the face wake-up call to all of us. How does that kind of self-deception happen? Well, when you base your confidence of your salvation on the wrong evidence, example, many believe that if they affirm certain facts and make certain claims and use certain words, they can be sure that they're Christians. Well, 
that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't prove your spiritual walk whatsoever. That, as Jesus just said, is practicing lawlessness. What does that mean? Well, let's ask ourselves, how can someone profess Christ, and how can, we, how can they know if they're self-deceived or not, or, or even a Christian at all? First of all, merely referring or thanking Jesus as Lord because of a prior profession of faith at an altar call or a fellowship of Christian assemblies meeting or a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting or whatever, it doesn't mean you're a true believer. Matthew 7 says that the judgment many will claim, at judgment many will claim Jesus as their Lord, but have no real relationship with him. And secondly, merely believing the right doctrine doesn't make you a Christian. In the context of this passage, those who address Jesus as Lord are referring to him not only as master, but as God. They are acknowledging that he is God, he is deity. But you can acknowledge Jesus' claims and the truth of the gospel and still not belong to Christ. How many people on social media rave and promote bits and pieces of scripture regarding the world's agenda? Man, if only I had a dollar for every time I post truth from scripture, and someone comments, that's not very Christ-like. Jesus is love. Jesus would never say that. Jesus doesn't judge. And they take some snippet and they promote their form of belief, their form of salvation, which isn't salvation at all, to the rest of us. And how dare we actually fervently preserve God's word and do it? Anyway, finally, spiritual fervency doesn't mean you are a Christian. In these verses, the repetition of Lord, Lord implies that they are, they are intense, they are, they are sincere, both in life and at the judgment. But these people are, uh, they're deceived. You know what it feels like to be deceived? It feels great. Why? Because you don't know you're deceived. What does it feel like to find out you were deceived? It feels terrible, especially if there's judgment. And these people are sincere, but deceived. An emotional response to Jesus Christ and his message is not a guarantee of genuine Christianity. Again, warning, they are sincere, just like you are, just like I am. So if none of these things is solid proof of saving faith, what is? Well, Matthew 7, 21 gives us the answer. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Jesus specifically identifies who will enter his kingdom. Those who not only claim him as Lord, but also obey him as Lord. That word there, obey, in the Greek means acting in such a way as to cause God's will to happen. His will, his words, they happen due to your actions. He wants us virgins till marriage. How are your actions holding up? He wants purity, sacrifice, he wants us to share the gospel with the lost world. How are your actions holding up? So what do we do? Well, it's not enough to say it. We need to read his word, seek his voice, and obey both. Garth Eckman, David Alliance, keep slaying giants.